the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Boy, does the New York Times hate Tucker Carlson. That's not surprising, uh, seeing as how he has more influence than anybody at that liberal rag has had for a long time. He has the most popular show in cable television history, and it kills him. They put out a 10,000-word, three-part series on him that analyzed 1,500 shows, which I think is about six years. They even did a genealogy and spent some of those words talking about his great-grandfather, believe it or not. And Tucker Carlson did what you would expect him to do. He made fun of it. Listen. This has got to be the 10th or 27th or 217th story just like this the New York Times has run, and all of them are pretty much identical. Racist, racist, racist. The latest version of the story is being written by a kid called Nick Confessore. Confessore seems a little more self-important than most of them, but essentially he's the same as the last guy and the guy before him because on some level all these guys are the same. They're obedient little establishment defenders who will say anything to please their bosses. They're suck-ups, brown nosers, lick spittles, not people you'd want to have dinner with. Anyway, the New York Times is calling us racist again, and we're still on the air, which shows you how well it works. But you've got to wonder, why do they keep doing this? If you wanted to criticize this show, there are plenty of things you could say. We've got a ton of supposedly controversial opinions on a million different topics. We talk about them every night. Big finance is wrecking America. Marijuana actually isn't medicine. Russiagate is totally idiotic, and so is the war it's now causing. Feminism is a corporate lie. Marriage makes you happy. So does raising your own children and so on. We even think UFOs are real. So in some ways, by the standards of the New York Times, we're pretty far out, but they never mention any of that. And the funny thing is, the one thing we do not have exotic opinions on is race. Our view of race is really simple. We believe Martin Luther King. We don't think your skin color is the most important thing about you. We think all people were created by God and should therefore be judged by what they do, not by how they look. We say that a lot, and we mean it. Most Americans strongly agree with that. We, in fact, would assume that most reporters of the New York Times agree with that. Only Nazis think your race defines you. And we just don't believe there are a ton of people in this country, even on the left, who actually believe something that evil. So why do they keep calling us racist? Well, to make us shut up, obviously. They tried the same thing with Trump for years. They're doing it right now to Elon Musk, of course. If you don't obey them, they denounce you as a racist. Why do they do this? They do it because it works. But here's the thing. It can only work if you play along with it. And we don't plan to. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this with a guy who worked with Tucker Carlson and was at Fox from the beginning as a producer. Uh, And in our second half hour, how the national media and the local media, for that matter, are giving the woke NFL a pass on a rule that cost a kid from Pitt a few million dollars last week and is contributing to the ruination, by the way, of college football. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel. 
this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more more about this offer. Feel the difference. Relieffactor.com. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love, but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, as I said, the New York Times hates uh, Tucker Carlson. Everybody knew that before they did a three-part, 10,000-word hit piece on him. And before you uh, read one word, if you plan to read it, you know that it'll be all about what a racist he is. The series is called American Nationalist. And the headline for part one is, quote, How Tucker Carlson Stoked White Fear to Conquer Cable. Ken LaCourte is the founder of the Media Action Network. He worked for Fox for a long time from the beginning as a producer, and he joins us now. Ken, thanks for being here again. I just had you on not too long ago, but had to call you when I saw this. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm white, and I guess I'm fearful. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I made it to the second paragraph of this thing uh, and bailed on it, um, I guess, when it came out this week and whenever I saw it for the first time. When, uh-huh. it, when it claimed, he said, immigrants make the country dirtier. How, how long did you last on this thing? You know, look, I really, I truly didn't make it past the first couple paragraphs. When I mean, they opened it up saying that it may be the most racist show in the history of cable television. And, you know, it's like, who are you going to believe, the New York Times or your lying eyes? I mean, they, they did everything that they could. They went back and found something stupid he said 15 years ago on a jokey talk show. They literally traced his relatives back to 1850. And talked about how, uh, you know, well, they were immigrants, although they bribed some people to get some land and this and that. Can you imagine somebody going back 150 years to, to trash your relatives? They, the, the New York Times put nine reporters to watch over 1,100 back shows of Tucker Carlson to see what they, to see what they could see. And, but the, the irony of all of this, John, is, is now, they're really showing how much their partisanship have, has made them completely irrelevant. 
Tucker Carlson is not going to lose one viewer because of, of, of this, this whole episode, and he will likely gain things. People on the left will hate him more, but the New York Times going after some of these people that they just absolutely hate from, from literally from Donald Trump to, to Joe Rogan to Jordan Peterson to Tucker, they show how, how much they've lost the trust of people. And there was a time uh, when if the New York Times did a piece like this, you were pretty much out of a job. Would, yeah, no, right? that's a, that's a thousand percent true. And and now you get people like me who I don't like racists, I don't like Nazis or you know all the things that they do, and you just don't believe them because you know what they did. They pulled all of the the whataboutisms, and they 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 did all of the little tricks that they could do to present somebody as, as something he's not. And that's what they did. The reality is this hurts the New York times. And of course, you know, the, the, the whole ecosphere that jumped into it, you know, the Atlantic, the, uh, the uh, New Yorker magazine. I mean, all of those, all, there's a, there's a handful of, of, of publications that used to be seen as very serious and they used to really kind of affect the national dialogue. And, and, and they've, they've cried wolf so many times that, that very few people care anymore. And, and Tucker and Fox had to know this was coming, right? Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure they did. You know, what they do is they write up their, their 10,000 words, and then they call you the day before saying, uh, would, you like to, would you like to comment about uh, what, what kind of a terrible, racist, awful person you are? And then you have to decide, do I tell them no, or do I, or, or do I give them a sentence to put in there? Well, you know Tucker Carlson, right? I do, I do. And so and, is he a um, racist? Um, you know, I don't know. Of course not, is the first answer. Yeah. At least certainly nothing's ever popped up that way. I yeah. mean, you know, when you get people who spend so much time on the air exposing what they, what they believe and, and, yeah, and, and, and not for nothing, trying to be controversial as they do it. I mean, I mean Tucker, you know, if you just say bland, boring things, nobody watches your TV show, nobody right. listens to your radio show. So you're out there trying to, to be entertaining to people. You're trying to be insightful to people. You're debating the big parts of, of that, and when you have to, when you have thousands, uh, you know, literally over a thousand television shows, plus everything he's written and every guest appearance he had, you, you, you get a pretty good idea of where somebody stands in life. And and this is just, it's it's more silliness. How about a white nationalist? I don't even I don't even know what that is anymore. But he's one. I don't. I, I know that they refuse to capitalize it, and they always capitalize blacks in these in these things. You know they. They, they do everything that they can to trace, twist this around. And yet, you know, you look on the other, on the other channels and, they, you know, they'll have, literally have race hustlers like Al Sharpton or Joy Reid, yep. who hasn't seen any white person that she doesn't think is a racist white supremacist. Right. right. Uh, now, I have to admit, since you agreed to come on, I, I had to force myself to read some more. But I wasn't kidding when I said <laughs> I, I, I saw the thing online over the weekend and I, I said, well, I'm going to take a look at this. And I, I got to the, it's literally the second paragraph, and they they misrepresented what he said about um, immigrants making the country dirtier. And that was, I, I knew, I knew that what, you know, the 9,852 words to follow, I, I just, right. it was too predictable. So I, I didn't want to waste my time on it. But, you know, anytime, and, and, and I've got that story right, right in front of me, and I actually hadn't, before you called me this morning, I hadn't got that far. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you you always can can sense the how how they're lying when they when they don't post a full quote from somebody or they don't say oh here's what he said and here's a link to his show where they did it I oh, mean in yeah, this one yeah. they literally put the words poor and dirtier in quotes and then everything else that else they made up yeah. Look, I was interviewed by the New York Times one time and every word that I said was in there but I, I made a transcript out because I recorded it and they would take a sentence from up top. And then 10 minutes later, they'd take another sentence, and then they'd take a couple words from here, and they'd butt it all together, and you're like, yes, I said all of those words. No, that's exactly not what I was trying to say at all, and, 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 and I don't recognize the thought behind that, even though I uttered the words. Well, you, uh... it, it, It's intentional. Look, these guys, and, and they really just, they, they jumped the shark when, when Trump first was elected, and they, they talked about it openly. They said, you know, how do we deal with journalistic standards at the same time when, when someone who's going to ruin America has now become the president? 
and and they made a conscious decision. We're going to to elevate saving America above telling the truth. Yep. And 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 at that point, everything just changed in in the whole media game in in the big corporate media. Well, you're of course, uh, and we're talking to Ken Lacourt, the founder of Media Action Network and a former Fox producer. Uh, you are cursed with the same thing I'm cursed with. I worked. Uh, I've done this for a long time. I worked in TV. I worked in radio as a as a reporter and as someone who who would go out and do interviews and then edit them for a broadcast. And I worked really hard when I was in TV, and you were supposed to keep sound bites to twenty seconds in local TV sports. Right. Uh, I would get in the the editor would say, "Well, let's cut it right there," and I would say, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." It might make the piece easier to fit into the minute and a half that we're supposed to do it in, but if you don't let him say those last eight seconds, you're you're having him say something completely different from what he actually said. Uh, so so it, uh, so it's easy for someone like you or someone like me who's worked and done this for a long time to spot when they're doing it. So I know what you're saying. You can look at those things and you can pick a quote out that was taken out of context in two seconds. Uh, two seconds, but. Uh, since I said, as I said, since you agreed to come on, I did uh, force myself to read some more, and, and it is also uh, predictable, almost boilerplate. And like this sentence: "Quote uh, at a moment when white backlash is the jet fuel of a Republican Party striving to return to power in Washington, he has become, meaning Carlson, he has become the preeminent champion of Americans." who feel most threatened by the rising power of black and brown citizens. Kind of hard to write a fair critique when you start off with a premise like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, where do you even start? And, yeah. and, and, and the reality is, and, and the reason why I kind of didn't, didn't get into all of the depths of it, is, is it's just such nonsense that you can't pick it apart piece by piece. Um, uh, again, though, it's like, think if Tucker wasn't as big as Tucker. Think if Tucker was a show that people hadn't seen or was a businessman or was, you know, I mean, I mean, it's easy to spot when somebody comes up and says, Hey, you know what? Your wife, I, I've got all these quotes. As it turns out, yeah, she's a white supremacist racist. And you're yeah. like, what? Or, or a Tucker who you might've spent every evening with if you're, if you're a routine, a routine viewer. But then you, you got to keep in mind, you know, when you see them and you're reading any of that media in anything else, I mean, you know, look, who else became a racist last week? Yeah. It was it was Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, Joy Reid, who was one of the one of the one of the uh, African American gals on one of the talk shows, I think yeah. it was her, said that you know he was pining for the days of South Africa in in the eighties, meaning you know he wanted he wanted blacks right. to come back under apartheid. I yeah. mean, it was just like you know you almost could say, oh, this guy wants to buy Twitter, he's going to become a racist in five, four, three, and they didn't disappoint. It's, but you know. They, they literally have made that term almost insignificant in America. No, I've been I mean, sa- I've been saying for at least five years that the word racist is, is the most devalued um, word in the history of the English language. It, it used to really mean something. It means absolutely nothing anymore. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if those if these headlines or even a tenth of this article would have been printed five years ago, it would have been like. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You what know, Fox? We would have had a meeting. We would have taken it seriously. But now it's like you know, nobody there is 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 worried about Tucker keeping his job or anything anything like that. It's it's at this point it's it's truly laughable. And you know it's kind of sad to see institutions which gave a lot of truth to America, even if they put a lefty spin on it. Sometime, you know, New York Times has done brilliant work for over a hundred years. I mean, the New York Times was one of the primary news, probably the primary newspaper, Adolf Olks, who was, who was the owner then, of changing from the old yellow journalism days of the late 1800s where they just make up a lot of stuff, kind of like what they're doing right now. Yeah. That whole New York Times, all the news that's fit to print, they were mm-hmm. the first major newspaper that, that, bucked, the tri- that, that bucked the trend of, of going full crazy in, in the news industry in, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And they built a legacy on top of that, and they completely have tossed it away in the past handful of years. It's interesting, uh, Ken. I, um, I took my dogs out yesterday morning for their walk, and, uh, and I noticed on my driveway... There was a, a copy of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, you know, in the plastic bag and the whole thing. Somebody had delivered me a copy, and it said uh, free sample on it. 
Now, I, I wrote a column for the Post-Gazette for 15 years or so. I, um, I grew up reading it. I, I knew lots of people who worked for it and admired them. My brother worked for it as, a, for an, as an editor. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – I said, don't throw that away. I, I actually want to read the newspaper. And I, I threw it in the garage and took the dogs for the walk, and I came back. Came in the garage. I picked it up and threw it in the trash. Never. I just said. I, I just. Not the. You right. know. Nothing against any of the people who still work there. I just. I have zero interest in reading it. And I would have done the same thing with the New York Times if they had given me a, a free sample. I'm just not. Not interested. That's where they are right now. At least. And I think. I. I don't think I'm the lone ranger on that. Now, and anything that comes close to social or politics. Uh, you know, they are pandering to applause from their own kind of leftist echo chamber, which don't get me wrong. Some on the right do that. I mean, I mean, a lot of people create news for their audience and, and, and give them the things that they want to hear. But and, and, and I'm fine. Look, when the village voice comes out and says we're liberal and we're doing lefty stuff, it's like, great. At least you're honest about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Huffington Post. I don't know if anybody reads it anymore, but at least they're honest about their point of view. It's 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 a little bit it, it's it's worse to hear it from the people who both used to be somewhat fair and who are still pretending to be to be you know the arbiters of of truth and fairness in in American politics, and it's gotten ridiculous. But you know every time they do this, it's another as as sad as it is on one hand, it's also a good thing because more and more people figure it out. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the lies throughout the whole COVID stuff that they that they told, you know, there were a lot of people who were on the left who were like, you know what, that's not comporting with my reality. Uh, uh, watching the kids a trial who uh, in, in Kenosha, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yep. You know, there was there were thousands of people, including many on, on, you know, on the left politically who were like, wow, I kept reading the exact opposite. And now I'm watching the truth come out in the trial. And it was nothing like what I was told. And it's, it's like people are, are they're taking a red pill and their eyes are open for the very first time. And so every time something like this happens, it, it, again, while, while on one hand it's sad, on the other hand, it's getting us closer to fixes. And if fixes means that some of these papers go out of business because everybody stopped believing them, well, that's just, that's just part, of, part of our society. Well, the writer, uh, Nicholas Confessori, uh, at the time, says Carlson is uh, Fox's most influential employee and that he answers only to the Murdochs themselves. Do you buy that? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, the last time I talked to Tucker, and it's probably been six months, I, I said, you know, how often do you, do you talk to the bosses? And, and you know, do they, do they, you know, you always kind of wonder on various shows. And he was like, Ken, they never call me. They just they just kind of let him do his job. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure he has some conversations with them, but but you know I think they just kind of uh, they let him do. And 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 this was, you know, sometimes you'd have to you'd have to referee between like O'Reilly and Hannity. They'd want the same they'd want the same guest, or they'd take subtle jabs at each other. So more more feedback was on you know play nice with everybody at Fox than than oh you can't have this guest or talk about this thing. I I, I don't think that anybody is. Is 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 on, on a daily basis, or even a routine basis, or, or hardly at all, from from Fox management is saying, you know, don't talk about this or talk about this more. It just it just kind of doesn't work that way. Hey, I only have about a minute left with uh, with uh, Ken Lacourt, the founder of Media Action Network and a longtime producer at Fox. Uh, I was surprised to read that he uh, surprised to read, I should say, that uh, he does his show from a studio in Maine. Uh, were you aware of that? You know, he does a little. He does a little bit of both, but but uh, uh, and, and you know, he lived in D.C. He had the Antifa people show up at his house and they were banging on his door, and they they broke part of his door when his wife was home and Tucker wasn't there, and that was one of the things that he was like, you know what, I've had enough of this, and and he went he went up to a small town up in Maine where he's got a, got a house up there. I think he has a couple studios, like one. I think he sometimes goes to New York or and or D.C. But he definitely has a, a, a studio in, in, in Maine that he does a lot of the shows from. Well, the Antifa knows where he is now. <laughs> That's nice, the New York well, Times. Well, you know, the New, York Times, the New York Times about a year ago sent a reporter out there, and then and he kind of went crazy on that. And, and, I had, and, and what they were going to do was, oh, here's what the small people of, of Maine, yeah. you know, of, of this town Maine, think about having an, a, you know, an accused yeah. white supremacist. And at that point, I... I, I 
went out there and said, I'm going to start doxing the home addresses of New York Times reporters and editors if they're playing that game. Because, you know, they were just, they weren't, you know, they were doing that to instill, try to instill fear in him, try to whip up things. I mean, you know, some of the things that they call journalism is really, is, is really anger fueled, anger fueled and hate driven. And, um, and they actually backed down on that one before they did it. Hey, hey, Ken, I'm out of time. Uh, always good to have you on. Perfect guy for this story. Thank you. Terrific. All right. Had a great time. Right. Ken LaCourt, Media Action Network. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ukrainian authorities claim that half a million Ukrainians have been taken to Russia against their will. Speaking to Greek state TV, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the remaining civilians in the Azovstal factory in the city of Mariupol are afraid to board buses because they believe they'll be taken to Russia. Ukrainian Defense Ministry spokesman Colonel Alexander Motuzianik reiterated the suspicions. We have information that the people of Mariupol are forcibly deported to the territory of the Russian Federation. The United Nations has begun evacuating civilians from the factory. Zelensky said U.S. Secretary General Antonio Guterres assured him that those evacuated would end up in an area controlled by the government of Ukraine. We want to believe this, the Ukrainian leader said. I'm Karen Chamas. And on Wall Street, the Dow is down 405 points. This is SRN News. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal corporate analyst number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Most of us didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and to return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250, The Answer. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at The Answer. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. This product is life-changing. And I tell everyone what a blessing down to nature, fruits and vegetables is. It's amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm telling you right now, this is an amazing day. 30 days after taking this, everything is, is perfect. I could not be more happy. What a blessing. So good job, down to nature. Good job. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code Balance. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Our busy Monday afternoon continues with delays on the Parkway East outbound. It's stacking up between Glenwood and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, close to a 10-minute delay. Not too bad on the inbound side. A few delays in the Parkway West on the inbound side between Green Tree and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Looks like the usual volume there. On the outbound side, Banksville Road to Carnegie. Outbound 51 backing up now with volume delays from Edgebrook Avenue to Library Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Clouds breaking for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 50. Tomorrow, expect mostly cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 70. Plenty of clouds with rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow night. Then a leftover shower. It'll be mild with a low of 56. Wednesday, a little morning rain, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 62. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Jordan Addison uh, should be done with college, uh, but as of now, uh, he's still a student at Pitt. I guess uh, student-athlete, if you prefer. Now, the reason he's not is uh, a ridiculous rule that the NFL has somehow been able to get away with. The rule says a player has to be out of high school for at least three years and finish his college eligibility to become draft eligible. That's, of course, to keep uh, underclassmen and younger players from uh, getting into the uh, NFL. They want to keep them out because they want to keep their free farm system that they have in college football. They they don't need to get Jordan Addison now. They can wait and get him next year and draft a bunch of guys this year, which they did uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday last week. So uh, anyway, I happen to believe, by the way, that a, that a company should be allowed to make whatever uh, rules it wants when it comes to requirements for employment. I don't care. You know, if the NFL wanted to have a minimum age of 25 and a, a minimum height of, of six feet, it's their company. That's what they want to do. That's fine. I'd be okay with that. Uh, but not when that company is allowed to have a monopoly which the NFL has, and which I've still, despite having guests, maybe I'm, I'm just stupid, but despite having guests on this show to try to explain it to me, I've never understood how the NFL gets away with having the monopoly it has. Um, but that's what it has. And, and so Addison's not out of high school three years, so he still has eligibility, so he wasn't drafted last week. Now, this kid's a really good player. If you're not a sports fan and don't follow or don't follow pit football and haven't paid much attention to this, this is another one of those sports stories that I chose because it's about, to me, uh, so much more than sports. Um, so, he, so he won the Bolitnikoff Award uh, last season. That goes to the best wide receiver in college football. And the fact that he won the award doesn't necessarily make him the best wide receiver in college football. It's like the Heisman Trophy. It's supposed to be for the best player in college football, but it doesn't always work out that way. But it's pretty rare that it doesn't go to a really, really good player who's got a really, really good chance of uh, having a nice career in the NFL. So that's who uh, Jordan Addison is. Uh, If he's not the best receiver in college football, he was one of the best, and he's not even a senior. uh, He has another year of eligibility left. So uh, and that means there's a very good chance he would have been drafted in the first round if not for the stupid rule that the NFL's been la- allowed to get away with. Now, uh, his quarterback, Kenny Pickett, as I'm sure you know by now, was drafted by the Steelers with the 20th pick in the draft, and he's probably going to end up with at least $10 million in guaranteed money. $10 million. Now, Addison got nothing over the weekend. He didn't get drafted. He's either in the transfer portal, which is what they call it when a, the kid says, I think I'd like to transfer and I'm looking around. It doesn't always mean that they're going to transfer, but it means that he's entered the portal, which tells um, coaches at other teams that he's available. Uh, and uh, if he's not in it now, he's about to enter it. It should happen in the next, uh, either today or tomorrow. Uh, he, he's gonna, it'll should be announced, unless he decides to come back to Pitt. Now, this right now, because he's in the transfer portal, it means that he can leave Pitt and still maintain his eligibility next year. It used to be if you transferred, you had to sit out a year uh, before you could play again. So he would, if he transferred, he could go to USC, but he wouldn't play in 2022. He'd play in 2023, which, of course, then delays the whatever money he might get for turning pro another year. So 
Uh, lots of Pitt fans, Pitt fans are, are upset about this, of course. And uh, a lot of people in the Pittsburgh sports media are outraged because it appears that uh, Addison was actually recruited by USC, which isn't supposed to happen until a kid actually gets into the – officially announces that he's in the transfer portal. Uh, coaches aren't supposed to contact him and try to encourage him to get into the portal so that they can get him out there. But he's been offered, according to reports – Something like $2 million uh, to play there next year and a house to live in in Southern California. And there's a lot of talk around the country about how this is going to be the beginning of the ruination of college football because, well, it's pretty obvious. Here's a kid playing for one school and somebody in a big market, by the way, which uh, is able to come up with more uh, advertising dollars if they want to get a car dealer or somebody like that to sponsor the kid and, and pay for him. Uh, that they think that's going to be the ruination for, especially for schools like Pitt, just like the Pirates in a smaller market, they would suffer against uh, teams like Alabama, which is a statewide school so, and, and has a statewide following and has lots of money. Anyway, he was offered something like two million dollars a year in a house to play in L.A. next year, uh, and, and then there is talk about how this is could be the end of uh, college football as we know it, which in my opinion would not be a bad thing, by the way. And some people in the media are rethinking this NIL policy that now allows college athletes to make money from their name, N, image, I, and likeness, L, which were, they were never allowed to do before. In other words, they can be paid to play football if you can find boosters and or sponsors who are willing to cough up the cash. And there have always been idiot boosters hanging around, enough of them uh, around college football and basketball programs who will do anything to help their teams win a few more games, in many cases because they, they haven't grown up yet. But um, that's that's just kind of the atmosphere around college football. Um, anybody who's covered a college football team knows that the boosters are always hanging around. And they are always, not always, but in many cases – uh, the reason why a team will be uh, penalized by the NCAA for cheating because a booster got a little bit too uh, too enthusiastic about uh, doing something to help a player, either recruit the player to go to the school or to keep the player happy while he's there by you know dropping off bags of cash for him every now and then. Uh, so uh, there there has been a lot of outrage from some in the media about this. The rule that now allows players to get paid, they think this is the beginning also of what could be the end of college football. Now, the only person in the local media that I'm aware of could be somebody somebody out there. Obviously, I don't know what everybody's been saying, but the only one that I've been able to find who has criticized the ridiculous rule uh, uh, of the NFL's monopoly uh, that they've been able to hide behind as being a problem here, and that's Paul Zeiss. He's a host on the local sports station, and he also uh, wrote, a, uh, wrote about it in his, uh, in his column at the Post-Gazette today. Now, Ron Cook, uh, who's also a columnist at the Post-Gazette for a long time and a host on the same station, wrote a column about it today. And he supported Addison's move to make some cash, and he also talked about what a cesspool uh, college football has become, and that's all good. But he wrote a long column, uh, and a good column, nothing wrong with it, but uh, – there was no mention, not one mention of the NFL's rule that uh, is the, the cause of this. The reason that Addison is thinking about transferring to USC is because he didn't get drafted either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. He probably would have been drafted, uh, or Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, I should say. He probably would have been drafted either Thursday or early Friday, which would have meant millions of dollars for him as either a first pick or a high second-round pick. So he not one mention in Ron Cook's column about the rule. So I, I put a call into the Steelers. Uh, I wanted to see if I could get a comment from Art Rooney III, the boss over there, and I was told he had no comment. Um, and that doesn't surprise me. Why would he talk about it and bring attention to it? He just wants it to go away. He's smart. He knows that it's a rule that helps his uh, league and helps his team, and why would he want to mess with it? So anyway um, – all of this should be an insult to everybody's intelligence, or at least anybody who knows what college means, the word college, uh, and, and what being a college student means. Now, let's just say that uh, Addison gets into the uh, transfer portal and he heads for Southern Cal, USC. Uh, and um, 
he's going to play there next year, and he gets a bunch of money, a couple million bucks, nice house to live in, whatever it is they're throwing at him. Um, and he shows up out there. Is he going to go through the charade after that of enrolling in classes? Think about it. This is supposed to be a college student who is playing football for a college, uh, and uh, it's supposed to be about college students first, football players second. Is this kid going to actually sign up for classes? What's he going to major in? And is he going to even think about showing up for a class in September, October, when he knows that he's going to play football, the season's going to end in January for him, and he's going to be drafted in April? Why would he even care about going to college, uh, going to class, I should say, or maintaining his eligibility? So it's a total, complete, an utter charade that he's even a college student. All he is is a professional football player. That's what he is. Uh, And so, uh, because what he's doing out there has nothing to do with college, zero. And it has everything to do with football. So Jordan Addison, if he goes, well, well, put it this way, Jordan Addison is going to be a professional football player uh, one way or another, whether he stays at Pitt, decides to stick at Pitt, the only reason he's going to stay at Pitt is because Pitt's going to come up with some money to, to make it uh, not as attractive for him to leave to go to USC. So uh, he is a pro football player as we speak because he's, he's having, if he hasn't actually taken the cash yet, he's being told how much cash he's going to get uh, depending on where he plays. So he's, he's, a, he's a professional football player, uh, and if he's not right this minute, he will be very soon. So... He's either going to stay at Pitt because Pitt matches USC's offer, or he's going to play pro football in Los Angeles this coming season. He won't play for the Rams. He won't play for the Chargers. He'll play for the uh, University of Southern California, and he will be a professional football player. And it will have nothing whatsoever to do with him being a college student. And then the NCAA suits will still refer to him as a student-athlete, even though student will have nothing to do with it, as I said. And by the way, this this isn't a criticism in any way of uh, Jordan Addison. It's mostly a criticism of the college presidents who have allowed college football to become a joke. It's not even a criticism of the NFL. I can't blame them if they can get away with it. Uh, it used to be about college students playing football, you know, for the enjoyment of uh, playing football, and in some cases for scholarship money. But now, because of all the TV money, people have been feeling sorry for the players who have had to settle for only getting $200,000 worth of tuition for free to play football at a school like USC or pick one, Ohio State, Michigan, Pitt, um, wherever. So that's where we are. And um, I just do me a favor. And when you're going to be hearing more about this in the next couple of days, do me a favor and let me know if you see or hear criticism of the NFL's rule that is responsible for all of this. There are way too many fanboys in the NFL media, uh, people covering NFL teams. Like, there, that, a, it happens here locally, um, obviously not everybody, but there are way too many fanboys covering the NFL these days, and they won't even mention the stupidity of this. And to me, it's, it's the... It's the, it's the the crux of the story, it's the main, um, it's the lead of the story, is that an NFL rule has uh, prevented this kid from making millions of dollars uh, get, uh, over the weekend by being drafted, and it's also forcing him uh, to do the smart thing and leave the school where he's played for a couple of years, where he probably has a lot of loyalty, where he has a big following, and it's forcing him to uh, look around, to go somewhere else and make the kind of money that he could have made if this stupid rule didn't exist. So I just had to get that out there. And again, do me a favor, see if you can find anybody uh, other than Paul Zeiss, as I said, is the only one locally I've seen mention it and or heard. There could be other guys on the radio that I haven't heard. I, I'm, I'm not saying he's the only one. I'm just saying he's the only one I'm aware of, uh, him and me. I'll be right back.
This is John Stoggerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, uh, I think when we were on with uh, Ken LaCourt in the first segment, he talked about how um, it's gotten so ridiculous in the media and and now with the the regime that's in place now where they say and uh, write things and uh, just kind of uh, communicate things that to people that are insult to their intelligence and that you're supposed to accept. Like uh, Dr. Rachel Levine uh, is now an admiral, and uh, he, we're supposed to look at this person and decide that we're supposed to accept that he's a, he's a woman, okay, because he put a dress on and grew his hair long and came out with what possibly the ugliest hairdo in the history of the United States of America. But that's another issue. I don't want to make fun of his hairdo. But um, – uh, so he was out giving a speech over the weekend in Texas, and he's 
Uh, part of the speech, he said, uh, trans youth in particular are being hounded in public and driven to deaths of despair uh, at an alarming rate. He said 52% of all transgender and non-binary young people in the U.S. seriously contemplated killing themselves in 2020. And he, he went on to say that uh, it's, been pre- it's pretty much accepted now that gender-affirming um, uh, procedures are good and they help the kids. We've had people on here guys like uh like Walt Heyer who was a um was a uh, is a man and decided to live as a woman for 7 years and then came back and realized what a uh, crazy thing it was and he talks about the suicides that are, are related to that and they're not related to being abused or harassed as much as they are just regret from doing it and realizing you did a you did a the wrong thing so uh with that in mind I'll finish up here with this. Uh, this is from the Portland Public Schools. Oh, uh, yes, I am. Uh, before I get to that, <laughs> Mike asked me if I wanted to remind you about this. 2,000 Mules, that's the uh, new movie from Dinesh D'Souza, and it's executive produced by Salem Media Group. It tells the story of the people who tried to hijack a presidential election and exposes the jaw-dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020. We had uh, Dinesh on here on Thursday, and he talked about it. It's a great, uh, great movie. You should check it out. Thousands across the country are going to the nationwide theatrical release. In case you missed it or you want to see 2,000 Mules again, you can watch the virtual event from the comfort of your home on May the 7th, and you can see it uh, and just go to um, visit. 2000mules.com. That's the number 2000. Visit 2000mules.com. Now, when I get to this, real quick, I only have uh, less than a minute left. This is the Portland Public Schools, and uh, they are updating their uh, new rules on uh, menstruation uh, and uh, just menstrual justice or something. Anyway, starting next year, 2022-23, products will be available in all restrooms, male, female, and all gender, in every PPS, that's Portland uh, a business where educate, building where education takes place. And this is, they're going to put tampon uh, vending machines in the boys' bathroom for elementary school kids. Fourth grader goes into bathroom to pee. He's a boy, and he's got to look at a, a, a tampon on a vending machine. That's where we are. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.